0: Ruler Long Reads, the finest long-form cycling features and stories from Ruler magazine. Ruler Long Reads is supported by Lacquer Bicycle Insurance. Go to lacquer.co.uk and use the discount code RULER for a £10 credit. Morton Okpo, our original Crazy Dane, takes you right inside the feed zone at a Belgian Spring Classic. The noise, the smells, the chaos and the choppers. I mean helicopters, not riders. But first, a short message from our sponsor. I'm Mark Williamson and I've been a lacquer customer since the start of 2019, so about eight months now. So I was on this new bike and stopped off at a coffee shop at a hotel just to send a few emails and make a call, came out and found someone had taken off the headset at the front, they'd cut the braking gear cables, they'd unscrewed the handlebars, and stolen the, the, the bars and shifters. Laka were phenomenal, actually. I was blown away by both the immediacy and the kind of helpfulness of the support. They seemed keen to help, uh, and it was just a remarkably hassle-free experience. I couldn't have been happier with the service despite being incredibly frustrated that somebody had decapitated my uh, my new bike. Notes on Belgium by Morten Ockbo. Read by George Oliver. Originally published in Ruler issue 19.1. At least once a year, I'm off to Belgium. The journey into the country is something I look forward to every time. I like how Belgium appears to be on the verge of total collapse. It's best measured when driving there. You need to go through Holland and Germany to appreciate the collapse of Belgium. Because in comparison to their neighbours, known for perfection regarding infrastructure, city planning and general order, it wouldn't be all that embarrassing if they, Holland and Germany, would one day just knock at the Parliament of Belgium and go, so, listen, you need help. One thing about Belgium I love more than anything is the feed zone at a cycling race. Because so many roads in Belgium look like a perfect feed zone, which makes me think about cycling often because I'm always driving when in Belgium. A feed zone is oftentimes a stretch of enormously dull road outside an enormously dull village. The place has been picked by the race committee, and because we are in Belgium, they have just closed their eyes and pointed at the map. Here. There shouldn't be any problems here. Chances are this stretch of road has been used before. Now. There is a system to the feed zone, because it is one of the more stressful moments in a bike race. Basically, if you're not fully concentrating as a soigneur, you can take several riders out in a matter of seconds. So the build-up before the breakaway or peloton arrives is compressed tension. All the soigneurs may be half-chatting, but they have lots on their mind, meaning nothing, really, because they can't do anything about it. They all know exactly what to do. They've done it many times. The question now is if it goes well. Nervous chatter. I compare it to the person holding cymbals in a symphony orchestra. We all know when that person goes to work inside the music. We look at that person and hope that person doesn't screw it up, which makes that person think about us thinking about it, and so... Yes. The team cars arrive at the first feed zone to hand riders musettes with food and beverages. That's it. That's the job. Often the race has not yet been animated by anyone important, so a breakaway will arrive before the peloton, and everyone has time and space to work. I trust nothing in that argument. I stand behind a team car, far removed from the action, preferably inside a field or behind a fence. I don't want to be near it. The thought of some inexperienced young Euro disco dance lover soigneur from a pro-continental French team invited on a wild card taking out... Vincenzo Nibali at Liège-Baston-Liège, no thank you. At the feed zone, there are various systems on how to deliver the musette. One soigneur has a musette on each of three or four fingers. Some tie a little knot on the sling of the musette so it won't slip out of the rider's hand if the pickup is a little off. While preparing this, fans gather around. In Belgium, they're used to racing, so there's not the hassle one can experience in other countries where they never see the peloton. But some people are just hyenas. Can I get a bead on? A musette? A bead on and a musette? A cap? A cap and a bead on? And a musette? It's charming with the kids, but at a certain age, you should stop collecting. Men should stop. Buy it on eBay. Yes. Buy it. Or ask nicely. At least do that. You're not entitled. Also, this Eurodisco soigneur has a Jan Ulrich earring, bleached hair like a house on stilts. Already on his third Red Bull, his left foot taps furiously to the radio blasting from the team car. Everyone around him looks shell-shocked. Of course, there's no rhythm involved. That food has had a life of its own since 5am. Marcel. We'll call him Marcel. Why not? So, Marcel will adjust his cock every 20 seconds while looking at the women soigneurs standing beside him on the road. Bad reflexes, thinking of pussy, the entire weekend of built-up load floating between his ears, measuring curves unelegantly. He'll smell his armpit and flex his triceps in one movement. The rolled-up sleeve shows either an undetermined tattoo or an oversized birthmark. With Marcel, it's hard to say. The soigneurs split up. One stands here, the other is further up the road. The riders know. They know who will pick Musettes from whom. A team leader often won't do it. He has someone to do it for him. Because things happen. Everyone throws away their beadons. They'll be all over the road within 10 seconds now. Bottles skipping on the road everywhere and some bounce back into the peloton. So you want to be swift with the delivery. Other riders might get in the way. There is stress. There is always stress. I would argue that no one involved wants to be here. Except Marcel. He was born ready. Yes, like a dog waiting to be let out of a car, left foot. No, in fact, the entire lower leg is bouncing up and down. And so here they come. Everyone stops talking. There are 50 people at work and no one talks. Abrupt silence. And then, the distinct sound of carbon wheels at speed. It's all you hear. The rising sound of high-profile carbon wheels. But is the speed too high? No. Yes, maybe. No. They're slowing down. Movistar is slowing things. This first feed begins with the front riders at the front of the peloton. And now one is going for the pickup. Yep, one down. Perfect. Then another. And another. He grabs it. Good one. Then, oh, here's the next rider. Arms everywhere. Reaching, grabbing, dropping stuff, losing stuff, reaching, shouting. Can that rider get around the other ones, blocking him? Can he? Can he? Can he? He slows down and throws the bike behind the wheel of another rider. Oh, it's so close, his front wheel, and yep, he gets it. It's over. The whole thing lasted 45 seconds. Everyone half runs back to their cars and heads off toward the second feed, perhaps some 70 to 80 kilometres away. The next stop might be more challenging, because by then the peloton could be at full speed. Teams will be chasing the breakaway and the front of the peloton has no time for it, for the feed or getting musettes. You throw the car in someone's driveway or up on a pavement, get out, grab the bottles and wait. Cycling at its purest. The waiting. Hard to wait on adrenaline. Hard. Waiting for the first motos. Brutal and noisy they arrive. The drivers might be standing up. Ski masks and leather. Vroom, vroom. If you're into that sort of thing, you'll get excited in many ways now. The soigneurs stand together with the fans, trying to stay visible. And then... Now. They're coming. People spill onto the road. They're coming. First police motos. Camera motos. Race commissaires on motos. Mavic on moto. Ah, the noise. And look, a helicopter. Yes, first race car speeds past in an instant. The one with antennas and a race director and the UCI overseeing the event. The helicopter's almost above us now. And then the riders. But who? Who? Who's there? Now you see them. A decimated group. All the favourites. They're here. Glimpses of Valverde. Was it? Nibali's there. Yes, Michael Woods. And who else? Peter Sagan. Wait. Was it Fulsang or Luis Leon Sanchez? Who was the BMC guy? You saw his back. Richie Port. TJ. Who? Who? Wow. Peter Sagan was there. Did you see? Peter Sagan. I saw Peter Sagan. We saw the world champion. He's going to win. Or Nibali. Yes, Nibali or Port. Was Port there? Nibely will win. He looked good. Sagan looked good. Niebeli or Sagan, or Valverde. Meanwhile, the Soigners slingshot their beadons. Danielos takes one with a gel attached and throws away the beadon, downing the gel in one movement. Last kick, 27k to go, and then they're gone. They were here, now they're gone, like a passing storm. Wow. The team cars drive violently past the crowd. The helicopter disappears. Echoes of the helicopter. Holy smoke. Some half laugh aggressively. Ha! All that energy just passed through your soul. Ha <laughs> ha Fuck! Holy smoke. You feel more alive on that last delivery than anywhere else during a race. The air is electric with anticipation and for four seconds you get to feel part of it. You get to play a small part of the event as a fan. The roadside turns into a schoolyard. We're kids with spasms, just... <clears throat> with gel and tension. Our muscles tighten, then release, and then... Nothing. It's over. You try to understand what just happened to you, and there's just no place on earth I'd rather be than right there in Belgium. So clearly, clearly, Charles Baudelaire never witnessed a spring classic. Marcel has. Voice higher than you'd expect now. Is his pitch almost that of a Mariah Carey Christmas single? Marcel is deaf in one ear. He points to his ear, no problem. Marcel then takes out his asthma spray and digs deep twice. It works fine, but since he's also allergic to gluten, and maybe not milk, but definitely dairy, he needs to balance his breathing, especially at a race. All this information goes from his mother to all the staff before the team travels to races. No gluten or dairy. Remember Inhaler. Very often, this is the information from his mother. The staff knows. Marcel's father owns the team. Minutes before you reach the Belgian border, a brown cloud of sorts will appear. Hovering. The first violent bump as you suddenly hit something, or drive over something, or drive down into something on the road. A light flashes on the dashboard. The car now needs oil, and it begins to snow. If it was sunny before... Now it's snowing. You lose radio signal or come across a shortwave frequency where two men discuss pigeons. Once, as I reached the final kilometres of Holland, I looked up and saw a group of large birds approach the Belgian border ahead of me. This is a true story. So I look up and I see them clearly from the car. In perfect formation, they fly straight towards Belgian airspace. About half a mile ahead of me. We're approaching, me and the Saab, them flowing effortlessly through the evening light almost as a quick-step team trial performance. This is the picture. Then a sign says, Belgium. And moments later, they look like a decimated group of Ouescadero-Escadi riders at Paris-Roubaix. One bird is turning around. Right there, he decided to fly the other way. I'm going this way now. So because the others look at him, turning their heads bewildered, two of them begin drifting to the left. Then one lost a wing. It looked like it lost a wing, suddenly half-spiralling downward. The leading goose, we'll assume they were geese, was also turning its head left and right, barking orders, but seemed to come to a realisation. There was a shift in body language. Fuck this shit, was now the attitude, and he went hard to the right, away from the group, and disappeared behind slightly tame nature. The remaining two geese looked at each other, and then one went upwards and around, while the last one slowed to half-speed, and almost crawled into Belgian territory. As I drove into a slightly brown horizon, the radio said, I pressed on, unafraid. Geese, I assured myself, as I took the Saab from 80 to 100. No fuck all about cycling. You've been listening to Notes on Belgium, by Morten Okboe. Originally published in Rouleur issue 19.1. Thank you for listening. I'm Andy McGrath, editor of Ruler magazine, independent journalism with unbeatable insight. For more of the best long-form cycling stories, individual issues, or to subscribe to the world's finest cycling magazine, go to Rouleur.cc. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter.